felt like a rewind I've been thinking about it the whole night Something tells me this ain't the first time Something tells me I met you in a past life When we met it felt like a rewind Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where we normally watch terrible movies made by the Asylum Studios out of Glendale, California. However, for this episode, we're doing something a little different. So different that I am the one introducing this episode. I saw a movie recently, a couple weeks ago. I beheld the insanity that was the butterfly effect and so we are here to talk about it uh i am your time traveling host john i'm your frat slash fraternity boy benjamin um so how i saw this movie was my roommate um pulled it up on hulu and i have no idea if she was familiar with this movie but i was just in a living room just on my laptop she turns on the tv starts this and I am immediately transfixed because whole this is this is one of the most insane movies I have ever seen. <laughs> this this thing is batshit insane. And this is this is a like actual Hollywood studio film. This is uh, this is New Line Cinema, it's a two thousand four film. Ashton Kutcher is the star of it. It was like it, it's it's a cheap film by Hollywood standards. It only had a budget of thirteen million dollars, um, but like it's still a studio release, and it's so so over the top. It's it's nuts. Um, I don't know, do you want to talk about your viewing experience at all? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, I watched it on a TV screen. No, you sent me like a you sent me a text saying, "Dude, you gotta watch this," and I watched I, it and like, "Dude, let's talk about it on the podcast, yo." Gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, it's and and as far as I know, I like I I looked up. I couldn't find anyone else talking about this. Like, I feel like this movie is like total fodder for how did this get made. This is completely in their wheelhouse because they normally make fun mm. of like really weird studio films. Well, everyone. A lot of the reviews I read, everyone's like, man, this film sure is philosophical and thoughtful and you know, it really makes you think. And there are lots of these people thought that. I'm like, okay, sure. Um, I mean, maybe it's just the weird, maybe it's just that, that weird mindset of the early 2000s where just like anything, like, it's, intellectually, there are some huge problems with this movie, but just <laughs> like, just like philosophically, yeah. um, morally, um, but like within the first like 15 minutes of this movie, there are like so many things that happen that are like horrible and traumatic and insane and mm. like it's breathtaking. They, 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 it's, it's literally, it's one of the most insane movies I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, if anyone's asking, like, why watching this on a silent film, I'll just gotta say, is, you shut, shut the fuck up. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know maybe what? we want to take a break every now and then, you know? No one else, no one We're else like is like 45 making... episodes in, <laughs> it's, I'm tired of Asylum. No one else, as far as Quick I know, break. has made fun of this movie. So we're going to do it because this movie deserves to be made fun of. I'm sorry if this is like a nostalgic film for you or anything, but yeah. well, actually, I'm not really that uh, sorry. But I mean, <laughs> hey, you know what? Something like, important also how... to mention, though, too, uh, is uh, because this is, I 
feel like we we probably don't need to go step by step in this film as much, no. probably because people have seen this movie. Well, I think very little people have actually seen the Asylum films, so I feel like it's less important. We're gonna we're probably gonna make a more sort of a looser based kind yeah, of feel to this one. Yeah, episode. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna streamline the list a little bit. Hop back and forth, probably probably go around because this is a film that you can watch, like you know, that you might have even seen in a movie theater. It possibly, which I'm sure is pretty exciting for anyone who is you know unlikely used to though Asylum ramble. Unlikely though, because I don't think this is a major cultural phenomenon. But like, sure, but it's it's it, not. But impossible. it's on Hulu. It had a theatrical release. There's more likelihood that you've seen it. Um, it's yeah. So we'll, we'll we're gonna be a little more loosey goosey with this. We're gonna like we're we're gonna streamline this this a little bit. This is probably gonna be a shorter episode. Um, shall I start us off? Yeah, go for it. I'm so, excited. Open- I'm 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 very used to doing this myself. I know, um, and I'm not, so this is going to be interesting. We'll see how good I do. Um, so the first shot of the first scene of this movie is um, Ashton Kutcher um, being pursued by security guards. He's running down like a dark hallway, hides in an office, barricades the door, and yep. Is, I bet you're um, wondering how I got into this mess, huh? <laughs> exactly. It's 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 very much that energy, and he's like scribbling down on the notes, like you know, like I gotta save her. Um, and then flashback, we're cutting back like, I don't know, fifth, 10 years or something, but we're going back to when he was a kid. Mm, so seven, I believe. Ashton Kutcher, it's not, obviously it's not Ashton Kutcher playing the kid, but, but the character <laughs> no, as a kid. They de-aged him. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hollywood for you. Um, so he's like, what, like, like a seven-year-old? And basically it's this kid who um, is uh, living with his single mother, and they're in some like small, like rural town. I presume in like Ohio or something, somewhere like somewhere in the east. Mm. Um, it's it's got that it's got a very like kind of Rust Belt feel to it. Yeah. Um, but um, maybe like maybe like Virginia or something, maybe. But um, but like it's kind of green and wooded. No, not Virginia. It's maybe like maybe like the cold. It's not important. Yeah, <laughs> it's not important. It's really not important. Just somewhere, just some small town somewhere, and um, he he has these um, these these blackouts basically, where he 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 like takes on like a a. a he just he just kind of goes blank and takes on like a different like persona basically. I think the first one we see of these is when he's in the kitchen and then the mom comes back into the kitchen. Before, and I know, before that, actually, it's uh, he, he draws a very disturbing imagery of him killing people. Oh, that's right, that's kid. right. The most fucking cliched thing. It's like oh, uh, like the school teacher shows him like he drew this and then he said he didn't remember drawing. I don't it. think this is ever explained or reestablished really. Um, kind. They kind of, but never the picture. But he, yeah, not the picture. You know, maybe he just like thought like, oh, this will be like, this would be controversial. So who fucking cares? But I, that is the biggest cliche. Is this like the kid drew disturbing imagery? It's like, yeah, because you're a kid. Like, mm. oh, he drew he drew a picture of like you know like uh, um um stabbing people with an with like a big pile of dead bodies and him standing over with a knife. It's just like. Okay, like it's this is the most cliched like way you show in a, in a Hollywood movie of showing that like you're dealing with a disturbed child. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, but anyway, he's really um, good. He's really good artist. You know, it's uh, he's a cool. really good artist, dude. If I was like, if I no, if I was a grown up, I'd be like, where did you learn your this line, Rook? This is really mm. good. This is really professional because, like, you know, it looks like something that like like a, a college art student would draw. Like, it's it's way better. It's like it's like a seven year old doesn't know how to do this. Um, but anyway, so, and then, yeah, and then there's the one where, like, mom comes in, and then, like, he's standing in the kitchen holding, like, a kitchen knife, and mom's like, what's it, What's his name in this movie? Uh, Evan. Evan. Evan, Evan. yeah, that's, it's Evan. That's, that, that's who, that's Ashton Kutcher's character, Evan. He's like, Evan, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Well, his uh, full name is Evan Treborn, by the way, tre- so. Tre- tre- Treborn. You know, tre- think yeah, about, Evan, think about Evan, that name. Evan you know? Treborn. Um, think about how that name is spelled. You know? Uh, yes. Uh, Evan Treborn. Um, so, it's a little secret. <laughs> if you think about his name. It's really um, stupid, actually, his name. It's, but, it's, really, it's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, he has these blackouts where basically he, like, goes rogue, essentially. And then he doesn't remember what happened. So the next, like, maybe, like, 10 to 15 minutes of the movie are his insanely sadistic and awful upbringing in the small yes. town. And I can't even remember everything that happens. But I I'm can good. give you both. I, I've, I watched it a little bit. Okay, but... so so let me think here. So Starting um... off, okay, she goes, he goes to hang out with his friends, her, his friend's dad, Kayla. Yeah, so, uh, so, as so. As well so, as Tommy. Ka- Kayla, and that so, dad's so, a, like a pedophile who makes child pornography of his own children, so that's pretty traumatizing and awful, obviously. So, so yeah, so so goes over plays with uh, yeah his friend Kayla, um, this girl who's about his his age, and um, and then the uh, her dad takes him down to the basement and tells them to take off their clothes so he can take pictures of them. Um, so that and then he has a blackout during that scene, so he doesn't remember what happens there. Um, and then afterwards. Um, um, he goes to meet his dad. Oh yes, yeah. so his and dad, the dad so to the, try and kill and strangle him. So, so the reason, so yes, yeah, so his dad's in a mental institution. He's in a like a he's in like handcuffs, and and so um, he goes into a room to talk to his dad. Has a blackout. Returns from it when his dad is trying to strangle him. So that's another blackout. Um, shit. What else? Um, is there the um. Um, there's a, um, there's two, I, I so, afterward, I believe after that, it's the dynamite. The, right, the, the dynamite. So, so, um, so there's, so, so, like, I think by the dynamite, he's, like, 13 or something. Like, he's, he's a teenager by this point. So, he's been hanging out with Kayla this whole time. They're kind of sweet on each other. Kayla has a brother who is, like, really sadistic um, and a bully. Uh, he is, he is a very cute little kid with very nice curly he's, blonde hair. He's and, but he also, short. <laughs> He's very he's, tiny. He's, he's like so four feet. short. He's so short. Like Evan is like twice the height of his this kid, and this kid is able to intimidate everyone. This kid literally beats up adults. Yeah, yeah, and no casually. one can stop him. Um, and then there's another kid in this group. This like he's like the fat kid. He's like the designated fat kid of the group. Um, Eldon, I think his name. I'm looking I at it here. I believe it's Eld- Lenny. Oh, Lenny, Lenny. Sorry. Um, Oh, Eldon's the actor's name. Sorry. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, Lenny. So Tommy is the is the is the sadistic brother, and then Lenny. And that's from Wikipedia. That's how they phrase it, the sadistic brother. But that's a that's a decent way of putting it. Mm. But you think these kids? This kid's so short, and he's able he's to so like cute intimidate and tiny. And he has nice everyone. Curly blonde hair. Um. So, okay. So what else? Um, hey, after that, yeah, they they go play like so, they find a stick of dynamite and yeah, the, they uh, they the dad's, they have some uh, they ha- house they, in, in his dad's basement where the pedophile pictures happen. So so they 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 find some dynamite and they're like, let's go like pull a prank with this. So they go to a a, a really nice suburban house where they have this beautiful like mailbox that's carved into the like as an exact like miniature replica of the the house itself and it's like you open up the roof to like put the mail in so they open it up to put the dynamite in and i don't know how they thought this was going to go well um but i guess they're thinking it's like oh it's just we're just going to blow up this intricate model that they built and like ha 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 um but then the okay so so this isn't revealed you know what let's let's jump around because like the fuck it so so the 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 well, in the movie it's not revealed but basically the way it's presented is Evan blacks out and then they're in the woods and he doesn't understand what happened but they're all like freaked out and panic and like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh shit 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 what are we gonna do um, and Lenny is like particularly traumatized I think he has a, a little um, um, inhaler and so he has to keep you know like doing that. Yeah. Um, Again, he's just the designated fat kid. Again, super, like, Hollywood cliched shit. Um, but he doesn't know what happened. And there's, like, police are involved and ambulances. And, like, and I think Lenny has, like, a heart attack or something. Or, no, an asthma attack. And so, like, the, the ambulance is called over that. And and the mom's like, what happened? Like, what will you do? But what happened was they put the dynamite in and then the... Um, the owner of the house, who's this mom with with a baby, pulls in and then goes to check the mail, and it blows up and and uh, kills her, presumably, and the baby. Um, and so, Evan's mom, I guess, realizing that like there's gonna be trouble, um, and knowing that knowing that her son. Probably, it probably is telling the truth about not remembering this, but also knowing that like he he was most definitely involved. They move out of town, like they just they just get the fuck out of there. Um, I think that covers everything. Not not there's one more. There's one Tommy, more. Oh, the the dog. The Tommy dog. Tommy the then dog. steals uh, Evan's dog and proceeds and is, and is planning to burn it alive in a bag. There, there. He's the wreck of the junkyard in the um yeah in the um. You would think the in dynamite the one would be more severe since they killed a person, but the dog is the final straw. For the some dog reason. is the one that really, that really uh, drives him off. And I think again, he has a, he blacks out. Evan blacks out, so you don't see what happens in this moment. There has to be some kind of flashback to explain what happened. I think. Um, and these flashbacks are the the timing of these of these blackouts are in, it will become important later on, um, vitally important. But the um, okay, so so but yeah, what happens in this is um, Tommy puts the dog puts 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 Evan's dog in a bag in a burlap burlap sack, soaks the burlap sack with gasoline, and then 
burns the dog alive. And so when Evan comes back from his blackout, he's looking at like the charred remains of his dog. Again, all of this happens within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yes, and I'm like, it's, holy It's a, it's a fucking, fucking roller coaster of, <laughs> of confusing, horrible shit. events. What am I watching? Oh, and also the thing at the movie theater where Tommy beats up like... Yeah, yeah. A, the ten, that's like, the that's when, yeah, the they both, uh, Kayla and Evan kiss, and that causes Tommy Frisbee's to berserk out. Right, right, Again, right. He's they, like, they... I'm saying he's like three feet, four feet, and he's this tiny little midget kid, you know? He's, yeah, he's, he's four feet tall and is able to intimidate six feet. Pe- like, it's 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 really weird. Also, isn't he wearing like a jean jacket or something? He's, yeah, he's very, a little like, badass. You know, he has like, a, yeah, he's a fawn sort of look around about him. Yeah, yeah, the fawns! That's it! He's dressed up like the fawns and that's how we know he's a bad guy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I think that covers all the, the crucial key, uh, uh, kid stuff. But yeah, but but Kayla and Tom We're going to go back to this kid uh, stuff Evan. a lot, obviously. Oh, we're going to be going back to this kid stuff a lot. But because, this is just like I forgot, we forgot to mention, this movie is again it's called The Butterfly Effect, which of course means, like we all know, it's been said that something as small as the flutter of a butterfly's wing can ultimately create a typhoon halfway around the world, which right. is a famous apparent quote from Chaos Theory. So there you go. <laughs> but it How doesn't even... It doesn't, it doesn't it matter. Look, it doesn't match what actually happens in this movie, and I'll explain that once I actually explain what happens. But anyway, fast forward. Seven years um, later, yeah. Evan is 20 years old now. He's in college, and specifically, he's studying, um, um, uh, shit, what's, what's like the science of the brain? Um, Psychology? Fuck. Uh, uh, I... I, I, for, I forget what, which one it is. I should I, I knew this, but he um he, he so so he's he's studying brain science. He's studying it. Yeah, like he's that. he's studying brain science, and and specifically his interest in brain science is um he wants to um figure out what's uh, going something on. Something also important black, to mention blackouts is that he's constantly going to the hospital in his childhood era to go do tests because of his blackouts. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. So yeah, so they're going to this like clinic, uh, which I guess is tied. It's I guess it's like the same mental institution. No, yeah, I think it's the same mental institution that his father is incarcerated in because I think the doctor that he visits takes him to his dad. I think there's some relation there, but there's some clinic that that he's been going. He's to. taking like these really intensive MRI scans as well, which is sort of like. How are they getting the money for this shit? Right? But yeah, uh, so back at college. Um so so yeah, so he's so now he's a college student. He wants to he's interested in studying the brain to try to figure out why he and he hasn't been have he hasn't had any of these these blackouts since he was a kid. He's been he's gone on like several years no blackouts, but he's one but like he still wants to understand why. And um he, he. Oh, and he was he was keeping these journals from when he was a kid. Um, these like like yeah, lengthy he's journals. made he made about twenty four journals total, all like which his I, entire childhood life. Which I think was day. on the which I think was on the advice of the doctor they were going to they were visiting mm. to help protect uh, but, against the blackouts, kind of sort of like maybe that yeah help, sort of help help them. him remember help him remember stuff basically. Um, so. Evan as a college student and like he's like his teacher loves him he's like really nerdy and everything his roommate is this like goth guy um 
and is who's kind of like um, he's not nerdy, but he's an outcast, and so the frat guys like make fun of them when they go mm. to a bar. They go to like a yeah. pool bar, and like the frat guys are making fun of them. And just it's very high school. It's very it's so high. high school. School. It's so high school. The idea that like these this... college people are like these like crazy harasser dudes is always absurd. In any of these movies. I... I, I, I cannot get over Hollywood's treatment of college because it has no bearing whatsoever on the no reality No one ever studies in a college Hollywood film. Or they study way too much. Like people who study it's are like book nerds. Yeah, yeah. It's, like no, it, it's either you don't study or you only study. Maybe there is like a boomer or like Gen X experience of college that this has some bearing on, but the modern day experience of college has zero relationship with what you see in the movies. The modern day like like yeah, experience it's of college. Time. A lot of people don't have time to go party and do nothing. No, you in have college, to work all the you time. Know? You have to have a job. You have to like pay off student debt. You have to like unless you're a frat kid. Unless you're like unless you're like a rich kid who like goes to a frat and doesn't have to worry about working to pay off their college, which, to, let's be honest, probably most people who go into Hollywood are that. Yeah. Um, but, like, and so, yeah, I mean, they can't just, like, party and fuck off and still, like, graduate. But that's not the ex- college experience for most of us. Um, and, like, and, yeah, like, there's... All, and all the all the social dynamics are just high school. It's just, like, oh, there's the goth kids and the nerds and the frat boy and the cool sports people. It's just, like, no, it's college. You're all nerds. Right. You're not getting through college <laughs> unless you're a nerd. Or your daddy's, like, name is, like, on the alumni building or something. Those are the two ways you get through college. Also, if you're a really good basketball player, then, like, you know, then you can get through college. But that's a whole different culture that also isn't explored in movies movies um i'm getting off track um so he yes he has these journals he has these (laughs) journals so he picks one up and he starts reading it and he gets to the point where he had a blackout and then the room goes all shimmery and there's like he's like all shaking and everything he's like a sort of shaky special effect where things start big shaky blurry special effect like whoa and then he's a kid again he time traveled Back to that moment where he had a blackout, and I forget which one's the first one. Is it? Oh, is it's it, it's um, it's the uh, pedophile dad. It's the pedophile. It's the pedophile guy. Okay. Um. So does he do anything? Yeah, he makes this big argument saying like, you know, like, well, you know, better not oh. let this happen ever again. Oh, oh, and that's right. He, d- don't fuck with us, or I will kill he, you, kind of thing. He immediately clicks and knows just what to do. He's not like. Like, he's not like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, what's going on, what the fuck? Like, he's not, like, he's not freaking out. He's just like, hey, listen, shithead. Like, he he tells Kayla to cover her ears, and it goes, hey, listen, shithead. Like, you know, like, I know what you're doing. And, like, and, like, and and the, the pedophile, like, dad of Kayla and Tommy is like, what's going on? He's so intimidated by this seven-year-old telling him like listen up shithead like you know like like you know like you're gonna treat kayla right and like it's so and he's so intimidated and just like okay okay it's like <laughs> what the, you're a grown-ass man right like, wait, this wouldn't happen it's gonna be the, these time abilities are strange because a lot of times it feels like they don't actually happen there's some sort of weird like altered world event it, or something you know you know what it feels like it feels like um 
in 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 Evan's head the thing that he wished he had said. Yeah, or like I guess it, his power is a weird sort of wish granter of sorts that doesn't really make a ton of sense. Yeah, it's like it's not just going back in time; it's actively changing things. Right. You know, it, it's going back in time, and so he changes these moments, and then it has this huge effect on what happens. And he can only so, do this by fucking around with his journal, by by erasing things and saying like, you know, and then I did this, and he has all, to, he's able to change he has to, time. He has to because read the journal. He has to read the journal, and it specifically has to be one of those moments where he blacked out. It specifically has to be one of those, and I don't know how that works. I don't know if he's blacking out because very well. those also, are the... the movie kind of falls apart when you think about it a little bit too. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. If thinking those about are the... a little bit, the whole storyline kind of falls apart. The time loop element of this is hard to figure out because I don't know if those are the moments he blacked out because those are the moments he's time traveling to or if he those are the moments he blacked out and therefore the only moments he can time travel to i don't yeah. i don't really understand how the time loop dynamics of this rook and they mm. don't explain it at all he just has this ability and they're just like okay he just do this don't don't ask um so so he tells kayla's de- pedophile dad not to uh, pedophile her, which I don't, I don't think that's how that works. But I don't whatever, think that's it works. How that, I don't it think works that's out how pedophiles perfectly. work. But okay, um, but also and tells suddenly, him, also yeah. tells him to to um 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 uh, be more rain strict. In Tommy be more, more. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, rain in Tommy more. Be more strict with Tommy. To treat Kayla like a total princess, but rain in Tommy. So he he snaps out of it, goes back to where he was, like you know, at twenty years old, and now he's and as a twenty year old man, he is he wakes up and he's in bed with a twenty year old Kayla, and they are both in college now. And not only that, she's in a sorority and he's in a fraternity. And there's a little, like, sped up little, like, you know, every time he comes back from one of these uh, uh, time time jump, it goes back in time and comes back to the present. He forgets everything, and more importantly, he forgets no, that he, he even did it. No, really. he, doesn't, he doesn't forget anything. <laughs> that would make sense. That would make sense. No, he, he remembers everything, but what happens is there's this little sped up to, uh, uh, piece of footage where it shows, like, the uh, a very, very quick uh, 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 glimpse of the life that, that now was actually led, now that Evan's what I What I meant by forget everything was that, he, like, the... <laughs> He he's always so incredibly confused every time he does this ability. Oh yeah yeah no he's he's a complete fucking idiot. Um but he um so so there's a little there's so he this is how he know he can figure out what is happened although he's he's really bad at this but mm-hmm. like and then he goes like ah, 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 and then it gets he a, gets nose a nosebleed bleed, yeah nosebleed which i am so fucking sick of this of this trope of nosebleeds being equal the, mind like, power yeah be, being the being the, the the visual indicator of like uh mental power they do this in beyond two souls for crying out loud <laughs> like it's it's so cliched it's like oh how do we show that like he's having the mental rush nosebleed it's always a fucking nosebleed um but anyway so he's a frat boy i that doesn't make any sense to me but okay but he's a frat boy she's a sorority girl also the fact that she's in college um is kind of weird oh i'm sorry i'm sorry we we've 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 failed to establish something um before he read the journal he 
decided to go back to his old town and visit Kayla and Kayla is working uh, as a waitress in a shitty diner where right. she's always getting sexually harassed so she has had a shitty she, she's had a shitty life um, she's like and and oh oh because he's he's trying to investigate um, his blackouts so he goes to Kayla to ask what happened what happened in those time when, periods, yeah. what happened when your she's father pretty pissed took off a, at this because it's like you know uh, not unreasonably. You came here just for that. Kind not of thing. Unreason- Not unreasonably so, because he's basically going there to ask her what. <laughs> Remember happened- traumatizing moment. Yeah, what happened when your father took us down to the basement and like you know, and then I came to and we were naked. Like, what happened there? It's just like I think you can piece together what happened right. there. Um, and I Our understand. Evan is the biggest idiot. He's so fucking stupid. So, like, I understand his curiosity and wanting to know what happens, but he has no tact whatsoever. And she gets, like, rightfully mad at him. Or, it's just like, or, you know or what? the you... thought about the other people's sort of, like, you know, comfort and safety, too. He's, yeah, He never too. cares about the other people's sort of, like, well-being. No! No, he just fucks around. Um, and so, yeah, he never... He's not that... He, he's in love with Kayla, but, like, he has no real consideration for her feelings. Um, and so it's just like, I'm in love with her. You're just constantly told that she's in, he's in love with her. And I guess she likes him, too. And actually, you are specifically told that, that, yeah, she does like him, too. But, like... But Kayla's rightfully mad about this. It's just like, you know what? You had it easy because you don't have to remember this shit, but I do. I have to live yeah. with the memories of this shit um and so she's had uh, uh, i feel bad Uh, um and so um so so she's had a shitty life and she's just she has a dead-end job uh in the shitty town that she can't escape from so in this new timeline where i just also mentioned lenny too who's like lenny's not involved Oh, Lenny is Lenny. sort of this weird thing where he's, he's up in his like mother. He still lives his mother, and he's just kind of like, oh, that's I right. Guess that's he's right. He's been oh. like, he's like his brain's been like such damage to the point where he's kind of like, so he's I guess, so sort basically vegetable so, It's confusing. He's so it's it's he it's he's not vegetable like. What it is is that he is completely retreated. He's showing it's well, he's showing sort of like guess what he would be to stereotypical autistic behavior yes. i guess but he's yes. not previously in the movie though no right? no no he so it's is like... not it's not yes exactly exactly no this is this is actually kind of borderline offensive is that he 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 is like as as a grown as as a grown up uh, as an adult he's just living with his mom and he makes model airplanes and this is established because he liked making a, a model plane when he was a kid he was just like he was like working on it and as an adult this is his one obsession he doesn't leave the house he barely speaks and so yeah like it's like oh he's autistic but he doesn't like it's not established that he's autistic or anything. It's just sort of the tropes. I would be surprised the shows and impl- the movies implying that you can become autistic or something like that. It's not, but like, yeah, like in all there, there are timelines in this movie where like Evan goes back and changes things, and and Lenny is like a like a a, a normal. Uh, no, I shouldn't say normal. That's an offensive term. But like a a a socially well adjusted person. Whereas autism is like a like genetic thing, and so like I understand like 
like trauma. It's like I I guess what they're saying is like oh he was so traumatized. He's so traumatized he's sort of back to like a yeah more simple state or whatever. Right, but what they're using to to illustrate his his outcome as an adult is just the tropes of autism, and it's and he's also like bipolar, I suppose, because he goes total one eighty. He like quotes Tommy as like, um, um, like drop that or I'll kill your mother, which is a, a line that Tommy says when he's a kid, and so Evan picks up one of his model airplanes and he says it to him, and then thrusts him against the wall like like it like, does, like it's so it. bad and stupid it's and so over the top and fucking stupid and kind of offensive honestly that's the whole movie hey no the whole movie is offensive <laughs> um so in this new timeline that he has established this is get confusing because there's multiple timelines but in this new timeline yeah. he's established where he went back and but that's I mean that's the real reason why he goes back and he starts reading the journals is because he realizes what shitty because every time he lived. does this he fucks something up and he has to go back and fix it but the second timeline is my favorite because and it, and it's the one I have like the most to say about because he's gone back and he's made the pedophile dad not pedophile um, Kayla. So Kayla grew up and wound up go- not only going to college, but joining a sorority. And then, yeah, uh, which Tommy, makes then, Tommy also goes to prison too because he Tom- doesn't change. Tommy goes to prison because uh, the pedophile dad rained him in so much that he abused him and like took out all his anger on Tommy. So this one thing that this seven-year-old told a pedophile, like. Like change everything ter- again. Again, his power is a weird sort of wish fulfillment like ability. It's total not wish time fulfillment. Travel. It's total wish. Fu- it's time travel plus wish fulfillment. It's really weird. Um, no, you're right. It's more wish fulfillment. But um, so so Tommy so Tommy went to prison, and I guess he like is now getting out. I guess he's now like fulfilled his sentence just now or something. But what I don't understand is how. So in the first timeline. Kayla um, uh, is under like really bad circumstances and winds up uh, working at a waitress at a diner. In this new timeline, she's in a fucking sorority in college, which they are implying that like, oh, if you just have good parenting, <laughs> right? It's, it just means it sucks. You can go to college. It's so bad. It's like. Like no, there's no material conditions. Basically, I guess it's they're not implying like... that maybe she was spoiled by her dad. Therefore, she's like, it's really confusing. They're kind of playing this pinning. She this was sort of well. Strange she perspective had. On she the had frat good. Yeah, thing. no, she had good parenting from her it. dad. Her dad left her alone, and therefore she was able to go to college. Don't mind any material conditions. Don't mind the fact that all of and these she people becomes, are like you know, poor she becomes shit. her stereotypical prissy like sorority girl she's too. just a prissy sorority girl why like their personality is completely changed and also why is evan in a frat now uh, we'll change it. butterfly effect shut up it's it's so <laughs> weird it's it's like how does that make any sense so so yeah so rather than being the nerdy guy who's into brain science neuro neuro uh uh neur- neurology is that what it's called it has some, yeah. it's like neuro something neurology neurology yeah, yeah. Ne- neuroscience neuroscience um <laughs> god it, it took me like what half an hour <laughs> to, right. to, to, to figure that out um but he um so rather than being and so like so he goes to his professor and asks him like 
hey, like, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't able to get the paper, like, in on time. Um, could I possibly get an extension? And under the old timeline, it was reasonable for him to expect this because, like, he was, like, a, a really brilliant, you know, neuroscience student. My too, by the and, way. And the professor the was just like, oh, yeah. I want like, to mention All the other traumatic events still happened. The dynamite still happened. The, the dog right. being killed still happened. Everything else still happened. Um, so but... I'm, it's weird that like those traumatizing events still have not affected Evan. Presumably he still yeah, had no. blackouts. Therefore, he would or, still be or, going or to Kayla? the... Or Kayla? Or Kayla, for that matter? Yeah, Kayla is, is like, yeah. I, I don't get it. I, well, I, mean, I, well, I mean, did the air traumatizing events happen? Because if uh, we rained do, we do Tommy, see it. We, we, the... see, we see those in the little like quick flash scenes where it shows all these things that changed. Those events, okay, we okay. do see those events still happening. Those events still happen, okay. Which doesn't make any sense, because I thought the whole thing was that he reigned in Tommy, and He so... just beat Tommy, but Tommy just lashed out at, you know, everyone More else. More so. so. Yeah. More so, yeah. And it's so much so that he went to prison. Um, so... Also, actually, Tommy's Tommy's outcome in the original timeline isn't... Is never implied, but he might, never have, he might have went to prison as well. Never established. Never established. There's only timelines outcomes in the other timelines, the ones where he fucks shit up that, that um, are established. But, um, Christ, um, okay, so, um, so, so, yeah, so, so now Evan is a frat boy, um, his goth roommate doesn't know who he is, and he, he introduces himself as if, like, hey, like, uh, how you doing, and the goth guy's just like, fuck off, frat boy, and stuff, yeah. which, like, Evan's really stupid, like, he has this, like, insane <laughs> he never, experience. He, he never remembers that he's right. done this. He never him. remembers that he's changed the past and literally changed his entire now, circumstances. Now, you can argue, hey, now, this is the first time he's done this, so he's he's new to it. Nope, he does it every time. He does every it time every single time. He is shocked that things are different now. Um, and he can never really remember that, that things are different because he keeps approaching the same people. So, like, he goes to the professor and is just like, can I get an extension? Except in this timeline, he's not the gifted neurology student, which are, like... Does he pursue his interest in neurology? Like, what happens there? Who knows? Whatever. Um, also, there's a weird... Okay, it's it's implied. It's implied that the Tommy who returns to this moment has the memories of the other timeline, but the Tommy previous to this moment uh, doesn't. No, because... Even, and, yeah. and the way they... No, that no, could have been way, bad writing, frankly. <laughs> no, no, no. They say this. They say this. There's a piece of evidence I can point to because um, um, Evan's sort of enjoying like his newfound like, wow, I'm not a nerd guy anymore. I'm 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 a frat I'm, man, I'm a yeah. I'm a cool frat guy, and I'm around like the cool people now. And and Kayla's my girlfriend now. Um, so one of the scenes in this is that he has um, he has like it's it's the um, afterglow of a, of a, of like sex with Kayla, and and Kayla's like. Ah, oh, you learned some new moves. So basically, <laughs> so basically, Kayla and Evan have been like childhood sweethearts. They've always been dating. They've always been dating each other. And because Evan, this Evan, is from a different timeline and has the memories from that different timeline, basically it means he's brought in memory, like other sexual memories and he right. does have this like so so like he, he's with other yeah. people yeah 
which 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 actually raises an important question: Does the Evan of each of these timelines do? Does that Evan die when the when our Evan is enters that timeline? Oh, now this is okay. <laughs> You're entering because... a very. Uh, this is the this is a classic time travel shenanigan parable situation thing. I'm, I'm uh, don't, basically don't think about it. Don't question it. It's not I'm, like the answer is di- death is hard to describe, right? Because it's still you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're more or less just kind of your me- mindset has changed. You know, and he still technically has the memories of that previous timeline, sort of, because we see him flash back. But he's also he, an idiot who doesn't really want to reflect on it. He he has the memories of the um, new timeline, but he he's he's always oh the confused. old timeline too. Yeah, like like both. like the Ev the Evan, which I imagine follow, is very complicated and hard to understand. The Evan we follow is um uh, uh like always retains his memories from the previous timeline, so he knows he's changing stuff. But like, is this yeah like are these alt are these parallel universes? Is he is he going between universes or is this a time loop situation but then like but then like each time he's changing one of these things he he would be changing substantial things like he would be like like there would be the question of like whether he would even have the journals uh, but no he still the has journal them every time. weird because the journals always really consistent in the sense how they've, they're always written and seemingly they never. The journals change. never change. The it's journals never change. Yeah, the journals never change, which. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so they're this, they're happy with each other. They're enjoying they're happy their college with each, life together. He's a little weirded out and kind of confused, but he's sort of happy still. But like, hey, I fixed everything. Kayla wasn't abused. Oh, this is awesome. Lenny's still fucked, but whatever. Uh oh. Um, but oh, wait no. a minute, though. Tommy just broke out of prison. Uh oh. No, I think he did. He break out of prison, or he just finished his sentence. Who can say? Either way, he's I thought very he just finished the sentence Evan for some reason. I thought he just finished his sentence. It was Lenny was his roommate. Le- no, sorry, no, he's not frat. Lenny's not his roommate. Um, Don't. That, that's the Lenny- later. Uh, we we never actually see where Evan lives because he's currently sleeping at the sorority. So yeah, it, well, he he's, he lives in the frat house, which is what frat yeah. people do. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, that's right. We never we just we see the frat house. We see him doing an initiation ceremony, Thing, yeah. and he's like really awkward and like feels very uncomfortable about it. But he's able to um, jump back. He's like this is a scene where he sort of jumps back into his old current timeline self, his new timeline self, where he's able yeah. to cite the entire Alpha Omega pledge or whatever. This this make it because I mean like you show him like he he's he's gaining the memories of the new timeline so that's how you establish that he knows what it what what has happened, but but then also he doesn't because he keeps being shown things and he's like oh I see what happened it was like what, what's the point of the little montage sequence where you where you speed it up and you show like everything that happened then right um no he's just literally just dropped in and it's just sort of like. What is? What's this? Where am I? Um, anyway, so Tommy has left prison, finds them because Tommy does not like the fact that he's dating his sister, and beats up Evan, and Evan kills. Retaliates, him. yeah, and ends up killing Tommy. Evan fucking kills Tommy. He has this sort of like breakdown thing. Goes, yeah, he has this breakdown thing. It, I guess like all of his pent up rage towards Tommy, if both timelines or whatever, causes yeah. him to rage out and kill Tommy. 
and immediately goes to prison for this. Evan immediately goes Instant, to prison for this. Yeah. And this prison scene is the most amazing over-the-top thing. It is whatever the most cliched, offensive depiction of prison you could summon in your mind, this movie has it. It is so nuts. Um, like It's like lots of jokes about prison rape, and... Um, and and his and and also it doesn't even make sense that he's in prison. Apparently, there's no there hasn't been a trial yet. No, it's just instantly. Maybe he blacked in, out. I don't know. He's in prison, and not like not like he's in det- he's detained. Not like he's in a, a, a detention facility or in jail. He is in goddamn prison. Maximum security prison. Yeah, yeah. He is in prison with prison gangs. He's in full on fucking prison and. He, but like, but his his mom goes to visit him, and they have the thing where there's the window, and like they're talking on the phones, like you know, like all that. And the mom is going like, the lawyer says he he might be able to get you out on a, on a self defense charge. It's like, what, the trial hasn't even happened yet. No, nope. how he is, is he in instant, prison? Instant prison. And yes, he was self defense. This guy came to kill him. And he and he and he killed him back with self defense. Like yes, like this. What do you mean he's in prison? This makes no sense. But anyway, he asked his mom to bring him the journals, and so he managed to bring like two of them. And I guess, but then he gets um, they're stolen by the leader of like the prison gang. This sort of neo Nazi dude. This yeah yeah like the skinheads basically, and. His prison, his his uh, his cellmate is this Latino guy. Um, I mean, this is gonna get very offensive. This is really uh, funny too. I, yeah, he's like a he's like a he's worshiping. Um, I guess it'd be calf. The calf. He's just a ca- he's just a, ca- he's just a Catholic. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, there are lots of Latino Catholics. So whatever. And fun- I like it's it. it is funny though that they've given him so much stuff. He's this he's this huge sort of like you know altar of sorts. Yeah, full of <laughs> objects. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool that they all let him have all that though. It's it's nice. I mean, you just you just collect whatever mementos he can get in prison. That's, that might be a thing. I don't know. Mm. I've never been to prison. I've never even been in jail. So so who knows? Um, but um, but so he um, and so Evan basically claims to his cellmate, "I am Jesus. I am holy, and I can prove it to you." Um. I just need I but I and, and so he has one of his journals. So what he does is he goes back to in he goes back to the scene when he was like seven and making the the drawing in. in and class. if you notice, if you notice, what's interesting is the people he's killed in that drawing are the prison inmates too. It's like wow. <gasps> I okay, I missed that. I missed yeah. that. So he's he's drawn the drawing of like he's 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 murdered all the prison inmates, which is a little like a little that much. actually is kind of, <laughs> that that actually is kind of disturbing. But um, but then there were these little on on the teacher's desk. He walks to the teacher's desk, and there's one of those like little like metal spokes where like you stick like slips of paper through, like you you stab it through the little like spoke. Hmm. So he goes like Miss Hoover, and then takes his hands and drives them through the two little metal yep. spokes what is it? <laughs> like I, would I, I don't uh, fine uh, what, I don't know what that what that would cause but it would um, be great 
I feel like that, like, and and literally the only the only um, implication this has is he comes back to the present in jail. He's he's still in prison. I feel like this would have greater implications. Like your son tried to stab himself in uh-huh. school. Like I feel like there would be greater implications for that than what happens. But literally all it is is he comes back to the prison and he has um like the the scars from where he stabbed himself through his palms, like Jesus nailing, like getting a nail through the cross. And so the Lati- his Latino cellmate is like, holy shit. This doesn't make like, any fucking okay, sense. Okay, you're, you're the real deal. <laughs> this does not make any kind of sense, right? Because first of all, if we follow the previous rules of a timeline, he would have already had that, which wouldn't have been a surprising Latino person because he already seen them. But they just materialize out of thin air. You're right. He's changed like, you're the right. past. You're right. It they doesn't stab- make any sense. At all, it sucks, and it ruins, like, it's a huge plot hole that I can't believe they sort of ignore. I, it... I didn't even realize that. You're right, because the whole thing about, like, wow, you have, like, new sex moves and whatnot, the, 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 what they're saying is that it's the Evan of that timeline now being, like, replaced with the Evan who also has the memories of the other timeline, but in this time, in this new timeline he's established, he would have already had those scars. Yeah, but they materialize out of nowhere. Oh, like, shit! It sucks. It sucks. So bad, and it, it it doesn't make any sense. Oh Again, shit! Power is like more wish fulfillment than time travel. Oh shit! I didn't even think of that. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the this guy, the the um, his ma is like you know his fellow ma is all shocked, shocked, surprised at the so he materialized so out he, of nowhere. Like he really so he agrees. So he agrees to help him get the other journals back from the um, from the skinhead uh, gang leader um, who this stole Jesus them. Thing's really funny, by the way. Keep this sort of like Jesus sort of like concept in your mind, by the way. Oh, this God. whole idea that he's um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so he. Um, so he. he through a convoluted thing where basically he he tells like the skinhead leader like okay i'll suck your dick like literally like yeah, i'll suck much. your dick it's a fuck, like man and so like so and so the skinhead's just like that's like that's what i want to hear like you know it's like zips zips his pants and then like evan like it's right there from everybody <laughs> well no he's in a cell basically yeah, but yeah but, I mean, I mean, but the cell's open but the cell's <laughs> open and everything and then like and then like as like he's like staring at like as the, at the dick like pulls out a switchblade and stabs him <laughs> Dick, yeah, and then know. the his Latino cellmate comes, runs in, stabs the other guy, and then like he runs over, like grabs like the thing, and then like the the, the Latino guy's like hold like closing the cell door, like holding everyone off. Or yeah, um, suddenly a hordes of prison inmates come rising out of nowhere and start trying to get in there. Very zombie like, yeah. like they're reaching their hands <laughs> through the bars, and Evans like hurriedly like reading like the journal, um, to like go back in time. Um, I forget what he. What, what, where does he go now? Does he go to? He I guess he has to. to dynamite. He, he yes, to because that. because he has he to wants fix to stop Tommy from killing him. He has to stop Tommy um, in order to stop him from going to prison and then breaking out or not or, or being released and then trying to kill him and then sending Evan to prison. Um, what does he? So he goes to the dynamite. When does he go? At one point, he goes back to. Um, the the moment in the mental asylum where he met his dad as a kid, his dad is choking him, and his I don't remember where this happens in the movie, but yeah. it's kind of disconnected from everything else. He, um, a, yeah, I think that's when he's sort of fucking around with stuff like a little bit later on. 
Okay, so uh, maybe I should come back to this. Um, yeah, I'll come back to this later. But yeah, so the dynamite thing. What is he doing a dynamite thing? He. Oh, oh, I remember when he does a dynamite thing. I remember when he does a dynamite thing. He. Um, they they put the dynamite in, and. Well, you know what? To... I'll be honest. Yeah. It might not be the dynamite thing. It might have been the dog thing was changed actually. Instead, thinking about it, he went. He was no. the dog thing. I know, oh. right? Because the di- the the amputee thing was the final like you know, time sequence. He goes back to stop his dog from getting killed because I guess he thinks that's the moment when, again, for some reason killing the dog is the moment when Tommy goes too far. So he goes back to the dog thing and then he fucks up. He basically says, okay, Lenny, I'm going to give you this knife and you're going to know when to use it. And he pretty much is like, all right, Lenny, you're going to try and... I remember this. It's okay, like a okay. jagged, it's not a knife. It's it's like um, it's, it's they're in a junkyard, yeah. so it's so it's it's like a a big piece of jagged metal. Think, and yeah, basically, I... in the original version, um, Lenny like um had a little like uh, was trying to like open the bag, and he couldn't, couldn't because the knot yeah. was too tight. So he needed something to cut it, and so he didn't have the and so and and so Tommy was beating up Evan, um, when this was happening, and so Lenny uh didn't have the time to open it up. So so in this new timeline. Um, Evan, child Evan, gives Lenny the the jagged piece of metal and says, "You'll know when to use this." And then, the way this plays out is he 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 um he's taught like like uh, Tommy has put the dog in the bag, doused it with gasoline, all that, and um and then Evan and Tommy get into a little bit of a fight, but Evan basically talks Tommy down mm-hmm. and is and is like, okay. And so Tommy like puts away the lighter, or the match, whatever he had, and is like, okay. And then Lenny comes from behind and stabs him in the back with the jacket piece is, of metal. I mean, completely absurd. And Evan is like, no. What the fuck? <laughs> and so, and so this results in so Tommy is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lenny went to a mental institution and is like, and so so when he comes back, so. Um, so Evan's back in college now. Um, I he's back think... with his roommate and all that. Everything's he's back with again. his he's back with his golf roommate. Um, Kayla, I think is this the timeline where Kayla is a, prostitute? a prostitute? Yeah, yeah. It does, I mean, why? Like, I don't sake. know. I don't know why, but okay. Again, <laughs> basically, if you had the good childhood, then you get to go to college, and if you have the bad childhood, then you become a prostitute. Um, and that that shit is so overdone. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, like I, again, it's all the most cliched shit. Um, but yeah, but Lenny. <laughs> And 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 basically, he goes to see Lenny in the mental institution. I don't know how he's able to do this. I think he has to sneak in. I, I you might even I you might even like that mental institution had, seems open. Like it's open doors policy where you just can walk in anytime you want. I think he had to steal a key. I don't remember how this worked. But he again, to get in that, there. Using a great case, the fucking like near shitty Hollywood stereotype is the crazy mental asylum where everyone's just sort of walking in the hallways like zombies. I fucking oh my hate god! That I trope. forgot about that. And but for some reason, Lenny is strapped to his bed. Uh, again, like, like doesn't make down. any sense. <laughs> Completely he absurd. Did one, he did this one thing as a kid, basically. And now that he's strapped he's in, in forever for life. Um, and so, um, and so, <laughs> so, um, and and I get Lenny is basically like. Like you told me to do it, and like Wait, what? Evan doesn't push back on this. Evan should be like, "I didn't tell that's, you to stab that's him." That's insane, Lenny. But Lenny does say, "Like you knew what was gonna happen, didn't you?" 
And so he does blame uh, uh, Evan for that. And Evan sort of admits, like, yeah. But, like, but what he should be saying is, like, I didn't know you were going to stab him. Right. I didn't tell you to do that, you fucking maniac. Um, so I think this is when he goes back to see his dad. He goes back to that moment where his dad was choking him as a kid when, when he went to see his dad at the mental Sort of question him a bit, like, where, where and, the hell is my powers coming from or whatever. And so what it turns out is that his powers are hereditary. His dad had the power to do this as well, to go back in time and change memories and thus, like, alter the future. And so the reason why he starts choking his kid is because in that moment his kid like you know comes in and reveals that he can do this and so basically he tells him not to he's like it's not worth it it, dro- it drove me insane i could never f- fix anything um it's and so basically he starts choking him because he wants this power to die with him mm. so um so yes yeah, so that's why he starts choking him um so Okay, so so basically, so now, so the outcome he has now is, I think this is where he goes see Kayla, and Kayla's become a prostitute. Yeah. Why? I don't fucking Who know. Cares? Who cares? He also tries. He also tries to explain to Kayla his powers too, but she doesn't buy any of it. And she actually, really, fact, it makes her more pissed off than anything. It makes her more pissed off. It's just like, oh well, good job. Basically, and she makes a great argument. Why the fuck would I ever be in a sorority? She says to him, after yeah. he's trying to explain what happened. Yeah, and it's great, oh, great point, Kayla. Why would he be in a fraternity? None of this makes any goddamn sense. Again, but again, no. If you just if you had the good parenting, you get to go to the sorority. But not too good parenting. Or you go to you go to the bad sorority land. Um, you have, we, we want to, you see your life needs a mix of trauma and not trauma to stay in, to go to normal college. You know. I mean, a you certain can't... degree. Of, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I love I love the depiction of college as like. It's not material. Material concerns don't bear any weight on it. It has no. It's nothing to do with like your class. It has nothing to do with like how much money your parents had or like the resources yeah. they had. It's just how good your upbringing was. Like how good your parenting. Like, Too pampered. Uh, your, your, your go parents. sorority. Not pampered enough. Prostitute. Slightly <laughs> and also sort of not really though. You go into normal college. Um, the other um. The, the big problem I have with this movie being called The Butterfly Effect is the concept of the butterfly effect, as you explained, is that a butterfly flaps its wings and it could create a typhoon. The idea behind this analogy is that even the most minute, uh, seemingly irrelevant of events can have huge implications. This is also uh, a reference beyond... to another. This is a reference to a, a, a classic novel where these dudes go back in time to hunt dinosaurs, and they they fuck up and they end up stepping on a butterfly and ends up changing the future dramatically. Right, so that's where well, the original sort like of the... idea comes from. It's the Simpsons joke where he squishes the mosquito and is like, "Well, that wouldn't change the future, right?" And then like Flanders is the the lord and master of the universe. Um, but um, it, it also speaking of dinosaurs, it's Jurassic Park. Um, but mm. um, where where Ian Malcolm is explaining the, the the butterfly effect, but um but so the problem with using that analogy in this is that these are not minor events. Yeah, these the are idea really of the butterfly huge, effect. Big life changes. These are big life changing events, and there's a very clear active like, removal of traumas. You know, which there's are a very pretty clear defining character traits. A, this is, you know what this is? This is the trolley problem at its stupidest, basically. <laughs> the, 
the trolley problem is an incredibly stupid concept because all of the all of these philosophical basically that's what this is this movie is like a philosophical student gone insane and like wrote a script because the whole problem with the the, the, the there's so many issues with the trolley problem but probably the biggest one is your presumption that you know the way it's presented is you're only given two options and and you know the outcome of those options it's oh you you uh uh switch the track and the trolley kills the one guy or you don't let it and it kills like five people also you miss out a very sick loop-de-loop too the train does if you right Right, right. There's the little Hot Wheels track. There's the little Hot Wheels track thing it does, and then there's like all the variations. There's a sick loop de loop. What? See, you miss out the loop de loop if you don't kill the five people though. So you really gotta, you know, decide whether it's worth it or not. I mean, the real answer is like what happens to that situation is I panic and go, "What the fuck?" The best answer anyone ever came Walk up away. with for the trolley you know, problem. I don't know. Uh, well, we'll just panic and be like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Like, you know, "Holy shit, oh my god, that trolley ran over people." Like, that's like that's what really happened. The best answer anyone ever had for the trolley problem is like, "What do you do?" Is kill the philosopher who tied those people to the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the problem with all of these philosophical questions, and there's like a billion versions of these, and they all come, and they often have to do with something like bombs, like you know, like like the Iraq War was basically justified by a variation of the trolley problem, like. What if, like, it turns out he has WMDs and then lots of people die? Like, we could kill a few people now to prevent millions of deaths. That was literally the justification for the Iraq War. Um, the problem with applying the trolley problem to real life is in real life, not everything's cut and dry. You don't live in an abstract environment where you understand where there, there is a limited number of outcomes and you understand the implications, the effect of those uh, uh, choices in full. In real life, there's an infinite uh, uh, amount of choices and outcomes, and it, the world can spiral off in directions that you do not understand. The butterfly effect is actually kind of a good way of explaining this, because moments that seem totally irrelevant and minute and extremely minor in the present time can have implications that are so beyond your understanding in, in the future. This movie just does a very simple cause and effect. Go back in time. It's not even a minor event or something that you would look at and be like, oh, this is irrelevant. Why would you bother changing this? It's something that the character knows is relevant and very yeah. important. And then has a very, like, and it, and, it, and it draws from it, and it has, like, one effect or two effects. It, like, it just, like, affects this small circle of friends, and it doesn't expand beyond that circle. There's no greater implications. It's incredibly lazy writing um anyway yeah. what happens now well, he's, oh, he's, the, he's oh the so, dynamite yeah so yeah yeah after review after you know prostitute kayla and all that stuff he's like i'm finally gonna fix everything and go back to the dynamite event which mm-hmm. i mean i would assume that'd be the most Why did he do that the first one <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> I guess because so he had he to figure back. out what happened. I guess I guess because he he literally didn't know what happened, and so we had to keep he had to keep he had to figure out what happened in order to decide that that's something he should change. Hmm. So he goes back there finally. He's gonna stop it. Um, it doesn't work out like he planned to. Instead of it, <laughs> this is my favorite. Yeah. This is my favorite. <laughs> you want to so, so take the over mom, then? Yeah. 
so the mom and her baby is coming out and he runs and goes way like stop and he stops in front of the mailbox and then tommy also runs out and is like i'll save you lady and like he like pushes her over and the mailbox blows up and for a second i thought tommy was uh, sorry not to evan was dead um but no do you no. want do you want to say what happened evan then we didn't come back to the back to college era Evan wakes up. Len, Lenny's his roommate. Len, wait, he wakes up. Lenny is his roommate. So uh, it's like, hey, yes, Lenny's yes. okay. Lenny's his roommate, and he's having he's having a sex with Kayla. And, and and he's like, huh? And then it pans out, and he has no arms. Oh my god! He's, he, <laughs> the stop the children. He blew up his arms, and because of that, Lenny and Kayla are now dating, and Evan is all alone. Evan, so so Evan is bound to. So I, I think he also has no legs. Yeah, he's does, he's he's a full amputee. He's a full amputee. Um, so he um, so he's a, he's bound to a wheelchair and he has no arms. Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, he has like little stumps. Um, but <laughs> and so Lenny and Kayla, because they like are taking care of of Evan. They fall in love and become a couple. And Tommy, rather than becoming a sadistic killer, is so, like, moved by his... his even though he was the one who planted the dynamite, he's yeah. so moved by his moment where he rushed in and be like, I'll save you, lady, and, like, pushed her down to, like, you know, stop her from, like, being hurt. He grew up to be a good Christian boy. Mm-hmm. And he's it's in the Christian, Christian society... He's in the Christian society of this college. And so they're, like, wheeling... They're wheeling Evan around and, and like, Tommy walks up to him and is just like, hey, like, Evan, I want to let you know, like... Like we're we're doing an awareness campaign and we're gonna like raise funding for like an organization to support like you know your your condition. So like Tommy became a good boy and like and and Evan is so pissed off. Yeah, about ev- everyone's all of ha- this. everyone is in this in this, in this timeline is happy except sad poor Evan. Well, well, there is one exception, and I was but I was ready to get so pissed off about this because. We know from the beginning of the movie that there was there's some moment that that first scene where he's running down a hallway pursued by security guards and he's like writing something on a note, mm-hmm. um, and he was an adult in that scene. So you know that this is going this still has to happen because we haven't seen this yet. So you know there's still going to be a timeline where he's not an amputee, which means he's going to change stuff. So I got so pissed off at Evan at this moment because I was like, "You fucker! Right. <laughs> you, you everything's fine, and you I know you're still." gonna change yeah. this and i know things are rough for you evan but at the same time this is kind of but everything your, else is fine is kind of what you wanted in a sense right you know what you fixed it okay like you know what it's fine you know and like yeah being like it's, it, i mean his life will be challenging and difficult you know and it will yeah. be it will be tough for him but at the same time this movie gives him a sort of a you know what better than going this, to, this better than going to prison yes a christ-like sort of depiction about how he's this, he has his power to, you know, make lives better or change the future. And but the you can only make the script makes it even harder. If he makes a personal sacrifice. Exactly. And this would be his sacrifice. This would be his sacrifice. He has, in a metaphor, in a metaphor to Jesus, he has sort of, he's on a cross in a sense. He has lost his ability, to, he's lost his like ability to function as it's a not normal just that he got the, human it's not just being that, society. It's, 
it's not just that his 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 palms and ankles were nailed to the cross. He has no palms and ankles. Exactly. So he's made the yeah. ultimate sacrifice to sort of create this sort of. Well, future... no. It turns out this is. It turns out this isn't the ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice is actually a lot more stupid than this. <laughs> it's, but that, that's barely the ultimate sacrifice for him, uh, I guess. Uh, for but him, it's else the ultimate happy. sacrifice. Everyone but everyone else is happy, except with one exception, which which is what they use to justify him going back. In uh, time. Evan is so distraught he tries to kill himself in a bathtub. Oh fucking! And Tommy saves him. Uh, yeah. I might he be tries... Lenny actually, but I thought it was no, no, it was Tommy. No, oh. I remember this. It was Tommy. Tommy is the one who saves him. Um, and yeah, Tommy promises like to help him and everything. He's like, it's like, look, like I get that this sucks for you, but like, come on. <laughs> but you fixed the, everyone the, the, else. The, yeah, again, the writers totally fucked up in the sense because this is the sacrifice. This is the moment when you're supposed to sort of like go. You know, kind of like, all right then. Yeah, like okay, this is a sacrifice I can live. I, I can. Live I've got with. the future I wanted, but at what cost, kind of thing. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I had to sacrifice, but everyone else is fine. And yeah, I lost Kayla. Kayla's in love with with but Lenny. But you still didn't lose least... Kayla, though. You know. Yeah, yeah. You still get to be your friend. <laughs> and you get a beat with them, and it's a, all, you know, you're all happy, hey, and you, you all you can all die old together. You know. You know what, Evan? Maybe you should try playing the field a little bit. Okay, there's lots of fish in the sea. Why are you so fucking obsessed with this girl you met when you were seven? Because it's kind of creepy, bro. John, he's now lived four lifetimes of her, dude. It's kind of creepy, <laughs> it's honestly. It's pretty weird he's, and not great. He he never moves on from Kayla, even in the original timeline where he basically left Kayla to like you know go to college. Never went back to that town except to go back and find out that she's working as a waitress in a diner. Which why like like whatever. But he was whatever. still obsessed with her. <laughs> like he never loses his obsession with Kayla, and it's like borderline stalkerish. Mm. It's like it's. It's weird. Anyway, um, okay, so so he does. The, he tries to commit suicide. Tommy saves him, and there's a scene where it seems like Evan is starting to come to terms with um, this new with, reality. Yeah, with this new reality. So until they take her, sorry, they take him to his mother. Yeah, he gets a call, like an urgent call, like, oh, we gotta go see your mom. And his and, and he doesn't know this. He he doesn't have the knowledge of of the timeline he has entered because he goes there and he finds out that his mom has lung cancer because she chain smoked ten packs a day like, after her son became an amputee. Like fuck off. <laughs> Honestly. It's Ah, it sucks so bad. It's the worst. I, again, we're we're only like seven years into the future, so like I don't know if lung cancer forms that fast. Right? I understand like mom's under stress and so probably did some unhealthy habits, but this is so like like uh uh like like cause and effect that is like so stupid. It's so linear and stupid. Um, and so this is the re- this is the only justification the filmmakers offer for why um, Evan has to like uh, uh, um, go back in time again because it's like oh now I have to save my mom. It's it's, it's so contrived. I love that though. It's just like but he literally he goes into the hospital and l- takes one look at his mom and goes like. 
you you had a, you chain smoked ten packs a day because I blew my arms off. <laughs> right? It sucks. <laughs> it's so but bad. Ryan just gave up at that point. Like, yeah, you know, we gotta give a reason F. why he wants to go back to make him look like he it's justified or whatever. Right to make it look justified and not like he's a selfish prick. Um, so back in the college dorm. Lenny gets him the journals. The journals are still there, I guess, yeah. and and they never change. The journals never change. It's, again, the he journals is, are. He do, he do have no more arm though, so I don't know how he wrote the other ones, but whatever. I guess I guess they just stop at a certain point. I guess they they only go up to the dynamite incident. Um, so now he he tries to show like like he's gonna go back and he's gonna fix this. I think this is where he goes back to the kitchen scene where he's holding the knife, but it this doesn't. For some reason, this one doesn't work. It doesn't he make does a ton it. of sense. I'm not I mean, sure he, what he's trying I guess to do. He I guess he can't concentrate or something. So like he he like he goes back, and then it's that scene from early on in the movie where the mom came into the kitchen and and Evans just there sort of like, what happened? Why am I holding the knife? Um, and it's just because he couldn't. He he like comes back too early and he's yeah. like, oh, I couldn't make that rook. Um, what does he do at this point? Okay, instead now, here's his, his final move is that, I'm not too sure why, but I think he's, he goes back to one of his blackout points when he's he's taking, like, he's at the uh, doctor, and he's going through those, like, kind of those, um, his, like, you know, tests or whatever. He goes uh-huh. back there, I think, to figure something out, or maybe to go, like, do something. I can't remember why he even does this. He might even have, might not even have a reason. He goes back there, and by going back there, he pretty much causes his, like, his mind to shatter, and his, he starts bleeding everywhere, and he collapses completely. I guess the idea is, like, he's, like, he's 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 accumulating the knowledge of, like, seven timelines by this point. Oh, yeah. It's too much for his brain to handle, so the nosebleeds become more common. And he collapses completely, and then he sort of wakes up in this new timeline where he's now... Like a, uh, he now, he now, uh, he's, he he's a much, mental yeah. patient. He's a patient he's, at he's, the hostel. So now he, um, so now no college now. He, um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, I don't know, I understand why he went back to that moment, but whatever. Um, he might, again, he, he might not have had a reason. He's losing control of his ability somewhat. Um, but now he's 20, but yeah, no college. He's in this mental hospital. He's, he's, a, he's a patient there. Um, so no journals now. He doesn't have the journals now. Um, and um, the way he gets out of this, there's a lot of bullshit that happens where his mom comes to visit him and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the way he gets out of this is he figures out that he can activate his power not just through the journals. So he he's like, his mom comes to visit him and his mom is like, Mom, I'd really like to see some of the um, those, little, those films you took of us as a kid. And he... I guess these are just in the office or something because they're not they like they don't actually give them to to him. They actually show I like I, I don't understand why they couldn't just do that. Just be like, oh mom, I'd really like to see those like those old movies. Like, could we like set that up? And they just do that. But no, he has to like break out of his cell at nighttime and like run down the hall, be pursued by security guards. So here's where we get the opening scene of the movie. And Locks himself in the doctor's wa- office. So while he's watching this this like home video, he's also writing a note. I don't know why he's that, writing this note. I don't, I, the note yeah, yeah. doesn't mean anything, and it's kind the, of the, the note. 
uh, maybe he's like writing his own journal and the idea is like that's going to help him concentrate or something i don't know but like but it's where he's like i have to save her um and so while the security guards are like breaking down the door he's watching um a a home uh, a little Video home of a birthday movie party yeah of a birthday party of the birthday party where he first met kayla and this becomes the crucial moment because this is where they met Kayla, and Kayla at some point had said something along the lines of, um, I moved in with my dad, even though my dad was a pedophile, I moved in with my dad, my awful dad, uh, and and uh, because I wanted to be near you, I wanted to get to know you. So she had a crush on him when they were like seven or yeah. something. Even younger, um, I think, in that version. I think they're like Which is five. like, like these are decisions that parents make right the mom was just okay with this the mom was just okay with like okay honey you go live with your dad and i'll just <laughs> not be around i guess she let okay, the fine. child i guess she was like maybe the, i'll let the child decide or whatever and kayla chose the, the, the dad it, what the mom has like no agency in this decision the mom doesn't exist it. as a character in this movie either and why and why is tommy like why, why is why is he living with the dad too basically like their lives are fucked up because they live go to live with their pedophile dad um why like, why does the mom sign off on this i uh, maybe she doesn't know he's a pedophile but like even she still. has no she has no agency over this decision. Like it makes it makes no goddamn sense. But anyway, so at this birthday party where he first met Kayla and some and just they just happened to have a whole movie of this party, he runs over to Kayla and and she doesn't know him by this point and just and just whispers in her ear, "I hate you. I hate you. I want you to go away." And so Kayla. Well, more important, also, I'm gonna kill your parents if I ever see you again. <laughs> Says. <laughs> it's way over the top it's like you don't have to go that far it's really over the top um and so kayla is like it's like horrified by this but she runs over crying to her mom and so obviously has zero you know what, even i think he makes a reference to tommy and buff lenny saying i'm gonna kill your mom thing i think he says that oh I think it's, it's like a, a throwback yeah it's one final throwback it's a throwback to the thing that tommy said ages ago um, so, so, uh, Kayla runs over crying, and Evan's crying too, because he says, sacrifice his girlfriend, uh, um, and, uh, and, and so he goes back, uh, he is back to when he's 20, and uh, this is now finally everything's fixed, um, Lenny is his college dorm mate, um, he's having the, uh, uh Evan's having the nosebleed, and Lenny, like, as like, well, geez, what's wrong? And um, and so Evan asks, like, where's Kayla? And Lenny goes, like, who's Kayla? And so that's how he knows that, like, okay, I fixed it. Kayla, Kayla and Tommy were never a part of my life. So, so Tommy doesn't fuck over Lenny. Lenny doesn't do anything stupid. Just Lenny and Evan were friends. And the fine, and so um, he also burns all the journals and everything. And so Evan, by this point, because he's like fucked everything over like so much, this is like the one where like he finally gets everything right for like everyone involved. He's fine, they're fine, everyone's fine. Um, and the only thing is that like he's had to like sacrifice his love for Kayla. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, um, Evan, you maybe don't deserve it, huh? Um, yeah, yeah, Evan, you really don't deserve it, but, I mean, you know, whatever, he gave it up. Um, um, 
but anyway, he, um, so yeah, so obviously he explained to Lenny what happened and he takes the journals and, and burns them in a, like in a barrel in some like junkyard somewhere. Um, and so like, just to, just to like, make sure it's like, you will I'll never be able to do this again. No more time travel bullshit. Um, so, so this is the timeline now, which I feel like he should have like explored the timeline a little bit more just to make absolute sure. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Maybe he did, and we just—it was just off screen. It doesn't matter. Anyway, last scene after college. It's what like six, seven something years later. Um, they're in man. He's in Manhattan. I guess he's gone to work as like a Wall Street broker or something. <laughs> something. Like a fi- he's he's probably grown up to be a scumbag, not a scientist though. I like. He always I, I thought his been, whole. Though. I thought his whole thing was that he was gonna go be like a neurologist or something. Why no, is that's he working for big in nerd this? Losers though. Why is he working in a in a Manhattan office building? I don't know. Maybe 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 he was worried that like if he studied neurology, he would like uh, 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 open this door again and like yeah, and yeah. and and change the change the past more or something. Uh, maybe he was scared off by it. But it'll explain this. He's like he's working in some like like he comes out of an office building in goddamn Manhattan. Um, Walk, like uh, uh, is like walking down. He's talking on his cell phone with his uh, presumably wife, um, and then passes Kayla on the street, and they recognize each other, but they don't say anything, and they just keep walking. Which I don't know how Kayla would recognize him oh, because it's, just, it's all she it's all it's the spirit. She didn't John. know him. She as, recognizes as, the, spirit. the spirit. They recognize each other's spirit. spirits and power, and uh, but then they realize that they're not for each other, and they keep walking. They're both the star the cross timeline for each other. <laughs> the star, the star cross lovers, uh, blah blah, fucking blah. Um, I re- I understand why he would recognize her because he has has a memory of her as an adult, but she wouldn't recognize him. It's all Whatever. spiritual and it's all metaphorical, John. Um, and then we get some like shitty early two thousands like alt rock song, movie. and that's the movie. Hey man, we've been saying this was actually pretty long, huh? <laughs> oh, this actually went on a long time. I thought this was gonna be a we short. Had, we have one. a lot to complain about. Um, we we skipped so, over so yeah. much shit. I mean, I mean, we we did a comprehensive telling. I think we like touched on every scene, but like we flew through so much shit. We mm. just like went like yeah yeah, and then this happens. Oh, <sighs> um, so that ending is pretty alright, frankly. It's it... it's fine. It's fine. Uh, do you want to I mean, know I, the director's I... cut ending though? Please tell because you told me this and you whole, the director's I, cut ending. <laughs> Do you want to know the Edge Lord ending to this movie? And this is the director's cut. This is the actual ending you can watch on YouTube. The the true ending or whatever. Oh no, my god! Cut. I didn't watch this, but yeah, please. With his brain don't. terribly damaged and aware that he's committed to a psychiatric facility where he will lose access to his time travel ability forever, Evan makes a desperate attempt to change the timeline by viewing a family video of his father that showed Evan's mother just before she was about to give birth to Evan. Evan travels back to that moment and strangles himself in the womb with his <laughs> umbilical cord so as to prevent the multi-generational curse from continuing. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Kayla is then now seen as a child in the new timeline, having chose to live with her mother instead of her father. And a montage suggests that the lives of the other child characters have become loving and less tragic. <laughs> I feel, Fight yourself he, in the womb. That's just... 
how that but that would break the time loop because if there's no child to grow up to become Evan, then how does Evan come out of the future to wait also Oh Strangle Sims oh, so he's so he's the baby. Wait, how is he as a baby? Okay, you watch this. So what does the baby start like like grabbing with the umbilical cord with its little hands? Yeah, and so he sort of spins around the womb a bit and he he chugs himself. Uh, don't listen. <laughs> don't think about a it. A baby's about brain it. is barely formed by that though, point. I guess. The baby's brain is barely formed by that point. What does like he like come in and just have all the memory from uh, the other timelines, and it's just like the brain bulges and like I feel like that would kill you instantly, honestly. Probably. Um, also, I mean, think of the mother. You know, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, that that's, yeah, that's the that's, that's the, not a, that's, that's not a happy timeline for everyone involved because yeah, the mom's sure not happy about that. What if what if that happens and then and then they had another kid, and then that kid just had the 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 time travel ability from his from his dad, and then like, my God, there's just so Whatever. much. There's so <laughs> much. There's so much to unpack there. Um, one one oh. one even a little bit more to unpack too. Oh, go for it. In the early versions of the script, the character of Evan was originally Chris Treborn. When the T is moved over, it becomes Christ Reborn. <laughs> oh my god! This was changed to was... Evan Treborn, which is a play on Event Reborn instead. Oh. Um, oh my god! Yeah. So this oh movie was even God. more fucking on the nose than than oh, than it was now. Hurt. With the oh, fucking you know Christ like analogy or whatever. Oh, I heard. Oh, I heard. This is too much. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. That that's the butterfly effect. The butt effect. Um, at the time, kind of critically uh, panned, but it was uh, a big commercial success. Although that's not really because it was a like popular movie per se, but because it had such a low budget. And a budget of $13 million, which is like, it's about as small as you can get by Hollywood studio standards, especially by like by the 2000s. Like that's like you know that's that's like about as small as you get. Uh, but it made 96 million, so they made two sequels to this movie. <laughs> I was looking at the like. Um, this is really the funny, list. by the way. On the FAQ, someone asks the question: Why would Eve? Why would? Why would? Why when Evan stabs through his hands, does his cellmate see it happen? Surely he would always have had the scars as long as anyone else is concerned. And then he's like, he says, "Write your own answer." <laughs> there's no Fuck answer. Off. There's no answer to this question. In the FAQ, no one That's... actually, no one's actually answered this dude's question. It's just here. So so. So, so, oh, okay, God. That's so fucking lazy. That's upsetting, huh? There's no answer. Um, yeah, the Wikipedia article describes this as, like, as a commercial success, but, like, I feel like it's a little overstated because, like, this was not necessarily a popular movie. Um, so, I, I, so to get a sense of what the popular movies in 2004 was when this movie came out, I looked up the list of the highest grossing films in 2004, and this is worldwide gross. Um, uh, the butterfly effect comes in at number 62. 
Mm. So it's pretty far down the list, but what shocked me going through this list was how many of these movies I have seen. Um, Cause like, it's like, it has like the hundred, like top, like uh, grossing movies. And like, I, so, so here's like, so they're like the, the highest, the biggest one was Shrek two. Sure. Uh, followed by Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, followed by Spider-Man 2, followed by The Incredibles, followed by The Passion of the Christ, followed by Day After Tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, you know, big bunch of films, like, you know. Um, but there are some really bad movies on this list that honestly should not have beaten out Butterfly Effect, but made so much more money than, than it did. Um, so let me, let me give you some gems here. Um, Meet the Folkers. What's that? Shark t- uh, that was that awful Ben Stiller movie with all like the dick jokes, okay, um, sure. where they where uh, where where Ben Stiller the 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 entire joke of that movie is that Ben Stiller plays a character whose family name is Foker, so everyone sees it and thinks fucker. Oh, that's very that's funny. The, that's the joke of that movie. Uh, so that came in number seven. Number nine is Shark Tale. Awesome, cool. <laughs> that film's so great. Um, it's so good, huh? Yeah. Um. A couple of de- uh, a few decent ones after that. So number ten is Ocean's Twelve with the sequel to Ocean's Eleven. That one was all right. I Robots number eleven. National Treasure is number twelve. Fucking classic. Um, but then the Polar Express is number thirteen, and that one was shit. Weird film. Yeah. Weird film. Van Helsing is number fifteen. Do you remember that garbage sure. film? Number twenty-two is Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events, the garbage one with Jim Carrey. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Number twenty-four is Garfield the movie. Garfield the movie <laughs> beat out the butterfly effect, which I I you actually think the butterfly. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't actually know. think the butter. I actually think the butterfly effect should have beaten out. I think it's a better movie than Garfield the movie. Um, the Grudge is number twenty-seven. That's actually a good movie. I feel like that one should be higher up in the list. Here's a good one for number twenty-eight: Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. Mm. People love really like that film for some reason. Oh, number 31 is Alien vs. Predator. How is that so low on the list? That should be so much higher up. Uh, 32 is Starsky and Hutch, the one with Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. That one's all right. But then the one after that is Dodgeball, a true underdog story, which is a garbage movie. Um, Oh, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie is number 37. That one should be so much higher. Blade Trinity. I'm skipping through some of these. I'm just kind of pulling out Wee. the ones I recognize. Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> Remember that? That one came in number 41. That one should not have beaten Butterfly Effect. Should even be on that the was, list, right? Oh, uh, God. Uh, let's see. So now I'm really skipping over a bunch here. Finding Neverland. Um, Hidalgo. That was a really boring movie. The Chronicles of Riddick. Saw at number 53. That was amazing. Dawn of the Dead. That was right after that. Kung Fu Hustle. Hellboy. Hellboy is at number 57. Hellboy, like, Hellboy is such a good movie, and it comes in so low on this list. I don't know how. 13 going on 30. That one is garbage. That's the one about the teenager who suddenly becomes an adult. That one's garbage. Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks with Tim Allen. It barely beat out the butterfly effect. Um, so, uh, so I'm skipping over. So number six two butterfly. Effect. So I skipped over a whole bunch. But um, you want to know some movies that the butterfly effect beat that Give made more it. money? Okay. So number sixty five. This one's really shocking. Um, uh, the butterfly effect made about six million more dollars than this movie. Anchorman. Okay. 
it beat out Anchorman, which is a fucking cult classic with like lots of memes that I see every day. I had never heard any like reference to the butterfly effect. Butterfly effect beat out Anchorman. How? Uh, but here's a really good one. It beat out Catwoman. Mm, that's not surprising. Um, Home on the Range, that like really weak ass Disney movie when Disney did not know what the fuck they were doing. It beat that one out. Um, a really surprising one, Internal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, which was like a totally critically beloved. Um, but uh, Butterfly Effect beat, managed to beat out that one. Butterfly Effect also beat out Around the World in 80 Days, you know, the fun one with Jackie Chan. Sure. I was like, people, pe- people hate on that movie, but I actually really like that movie. Um, yeah, and then there's a bunch of other ones here. I don't recognize any of these. Except for The Punisher, which is way down there, and Team America World Police. Team America World Police is so far down. Oh, way, way down is Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. That's a really garbage movie. Oh, but then near the very bottom of this, it's really sad. Number 96 was Napoleon Dynamite, which I did not realize made so little money, but it's that's like a cult classic. And then number 98 is Shaolin Soccer, which is a vastly superior movie to, like, half of these. Sure. Like, uh, like Shaolin Soccer is a much better movie than Butterfly Effect. A movie where, like, people go flying, they kick each other and go flying through soccer nets is, like, way, way better. But the thing about going through this list that shocked me was how many of these movies I have seen. Like, I'm, like, looking through, like, the 100 top grossing films, and I'm, like, I feel like I've seen about, like, half of these and I, that's not true of me anymore. Like, I actually had kind of a bittersweet feeling looking at this list because I was like, I just don't watch movies anymore. Netflix dictates so much of what I watch now that I'm like, I just don't go out and see movies. Like, if you gave me, like, all the movies from, like, 2017, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I saw, like, four or five of these. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We're so used to talking about you know, uh... Garbage movies? Well, very specifically, asylum movies. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yes, Benjamin, Butterfly would you, reco- would would you I, recommend this? Would I recommend this? I... Uh... Huh. No. I don't think so. I think I would because as in it, it's it's so insane and over the top that like I started just laughing hysterically. Right. I, almost, I, can I, I, I think the whole first half is kind of upsetting to watch uh, to a certain extent, right? It's very yeah, it's very upsetting in certain parts and and very offensive in, yeah. in other parts as well. It's so it's a very classist film. It has weird. It it is. It's 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 view of prison life is fucking insane, um, and yeah, it's it's take on mental health is also really uh, offensive and and depressing, um, but it's so over the top and insane that like I feel like I would recommend it, but you have to you should treat it with the disdain that it deserves. <laughs> And that's really why I wanted to make a podcast episode about the butterfly effect because I feel like this episode, this movie, has not been met with the disdain that it deserves. Sure. I think it's it's sort of like it just got kind of critically panned, and then I feel like people kind of forgot about it. Um, but, oh, maybe like oh, oh, John! Circles. Oh, but how did Hollywood forget about it? 
because there's, well, they there's not only a, a butterfly effect one, there's a two and a three as well. So because they saw because they saw like wow, this movie made like five times its money back. Oh, it must be a success. It's like yeah, the movie. The reason why it made its five times its money back was it had a bunch of thirteen million dollars. Right. Like it, it had a nothing budget. Of course, it was able to make that back. Um, but but that was enough for Hollywood. They were like, fuck yeah, we oh my god, we have a cash cow here. So they turned to it. Man, and, I would uh, love to have seen a butterfly effect made by the asylum. Oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god. What would be the asylum version of this movie? Could it be more offensive? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Though if anything, they might make it a bit more smaller scale, which might actually help the movie. Yeah. It could be even cheaper. It can make even more money. Um, I feel like the only reason why this movie happened was because Ashton Kutcher got cast. Like, I feel like that's it. It's just like, we got a big popular, like, you know, star who's kind of a, like, um, kind of, a, um, like, like chicks are kind of into him. So like, like the, the, the girls love him. He's, he's a, he's a, um, he's a little bit of a sex symbol. So I feel like that's the only reason why this movie made money or was even made to begin with. Sure. That's yeah, like that's and but like, it's so just baffling, insane. So I mean, like I I think I kind of recommend this movie, but like I I want I I want people to start shitting on this movie. Like I want people to shit hard on this movie. You know, yeah, actually, I'd be very, I'd be I would love to see this pop up on like a, a major movie review. Yeah, Channel. I want how did this? I want how did this get made to do a review on this movie mm. because this is so in their wheelhouse. Bro, it'd be so, so funny if Nostalgia Critic did it though, dude. It'd be so uh, funny. Don't, dude, don't it'd be even, so don't funny. Don't even say his name. <laughs> don't even say his name. Oh, uh, I don't. I. I, uh, I mean. I mean. I know you're joking. Like it wouldn't be funny because Nostalgia Critic isn't funny. But like even even when the Nostalgia Critic was more tolerable, like even in his early years when like you know his content was better, it, it's not. It, this ain't in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. No. This. Uh, it's it's really how did this get made? How this is perfect for how did this get made? It's a Hollywood release. It's like a kind of weirdly understated film that's sort of like has sort of a pretense of respectability but is actually batshit insane um yeah no i i would love to hear hear them do that i want to hear jason manzoukas like rip this movie apart um yeah no it's this movie deserves to be derided and mocked for all time i mean reading this review is really funny everyone's like dude man this movie really makes you think it's so deep. It's so deep, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> mindfuck film, just like they should be. Oh, God. It's not a mindfuck at all. It's the most, like, if you think this is a mindfuck film, you have the brain of an infant. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. This is this is not a complicated film. Haunting, tragic, but ultimately brilliant, dude. Oh, my God. Change one thing change everything no you change one thing and it changes you, you change one thing and it changes one thing that's how the, the that's critics how every really dropped the ball and turned a cold soldier on a fine film here i think the critics did drop the ball they should have been harsher on right? this movie <laughs> they should have been like oh my god this is trash this isn't just like mediocre this is insane but the early 2000s had like really weird like 
there's a really weird vibe about the early 2000s. Compelling and intriguing movie about making choices and taking responsibilities. Except oh that doesn't God. happen. Oh, you mean like every... That's literally every <laughs> film. You've described the plot of every single film. If you, ha- if you made a... F- it would be interesting if you made a film where a character doesn't make choices. Like, you know, that would be like... What would that even look like? Right. I think even like the room doesn't fit that category. Like, like, like you've described every single movie. But yeah, jeez. Whoa! What a film, right? Okay. What a film! What a film! Uh, don't have any quotes or anything because I can't remember anything from this movie. But my yeah, mind is be- my mind. My watched. mind has become jam, John. I'm bleeding from my nose. It's just so traumatic. Theater. Reminding myself Theater. of this movie. I gotta go back Theater. in time and stop myself from watching this movie. No, that, <laughs> that could have a butterfly everything. effect. And it could, it could, it could change everything and have bigger consequences. <laughs> you might, instead of watching this movie, you might go out and get run over by a car, and then become an amputee. It's possible. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah um, so yeah, that's um, so. This has been an episode of Enter the Butterfly Effect. Yeah, maybe we maybe uh, look at two and three if it's worthwhile. Who knows? I, I'm curious. I my 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 uh, uh, my instinct is that they did the they did the sequels and they're being incredibly cheap and they won't have the insanity of this movie yeah. because this movie was so over the top it actually made it interesting and, and compelling but in the worst way possible um, and um, yeah so I imagine I, I I have little faith that the sequels would capture that but I am curious to see those at some point and if they're worthwhile maybe do it but this is the one with Ashton Kutcher this is the one that like a certain group of people fell in love with and this is the one that should be torn down mm. um, a movie that we all forgot about needs to be resurrected and mocked <laughs> I'm down let's do it Um. yeah well yeah, some people say this is sort of a slippery slope talking about this movie. It's not a silent film per se, but again, shut the fuck up. We're going to talk about what we want to talk on this podcast. <laughs> no, no one's going to say that. <laughs> no one's going to say no that. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. But also, no one cares. Yeah, uh, we'll come. We'll be back north to normal next time with Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh God, we're back to shitty uh, sci-fi book asylum movies. Not Yay. that the sci-fi books are bad, but uh, the Simon's uh, interpretation of them no shitty, 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 uh, yeah, shitty adaptations of sci-fi books. All right, has that been a podcast? Yeah, it's been a podcast. If you, uh, right. if you have any wish fulfillment fantasies you want to fulfill by going back in time, tell us it at Enter the Asylum Podcast at Gmail if you have any like actual thoughts on this movie, because like we said, there's a higher likelihood that you, a viewer, would have actually seen this movie. Um, yeah, feel free to share them on at EnterTheSilentPodcast at gmail dot com. I think that's a podcast. Alrighty, thank you for uh, hosting this one with me. Yeah, well, thank you for hosting it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All Goodbye, right. everybody. Till next time, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.